I'll be honest with you, rodeo season is about to kick off, and I am not a rodeo guy, uh, but I do like good cowboy boots. And Tacovas, well, they're all about rodeos, but you know what else they're about? Rock and roll. My best friend is a rock and roller. He's a guitarist. He wears these boots. It's awesome. Tacovas believes in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. Offer to boot shine and drinks, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Look up your closest store on Tacovas.com. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And Point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use the code TRUCKS at checkout. That's T-R-U-C-K-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter the code TRUCKS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, Only at Tacovas.com. We have purchased a legend, a diesel truck that's legendary. It is not only because of the engine within, but the way it's designed on the outside. Yes. Uh, we purchased an OBS Ford F-250, 7.3 liter, power stroke, turbo diesel. And it's actually not what I expected. Yes, now explain to the audience, please, what OBS actually means. OBS is an acronym that stands for Old Body Style. And it can be referred not just to Fords, mm -hmm. but several different manufacturers and trucks. Right, so if you see OBS, it's not an official tag really it's kind of a fanboy tag that sort of made its way through the industry yeah so basically what we're talking about is a fleet-sided very square-bodied ford f-250 that has the legendary power stroke in it yes so in this episode of uh, tfl talking trucks we will tell you about our experiences mm -hmm. already we have uh, a few experiences with this truck right uh, we also have news uh, did you know that the Titan is surviving. Blew my mind when I saw that. I, yes. I, I had no idea. I was actually uh, on a plane when I found that out. Yes. Uh, were you just holding to your seat? I was holding to my seat, <laughs> and I was coming back from a Nissan event. When I saw that, I just thought, what? Really? So, yes. Anyways. I think it's good news for some good, of you. That's good news. Yes. Uh, we also have a little bit of Jeep um, Gladiator news. Yes. Um, and, uh, and more. So, please, on this episode, stay with us because we have lots of news. We also have to thank you for supporting us. That's right. Patreons, without your support, we would not be where we are today. No, and this is not re um, required. Some people thought, oh, in order to listen to this, you must don't. No, 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 no. no, you, don't, no, no, no you don't have to, no. but it really does help when no, you no. do. No, uh, But really recently, we have Michael Tinney and Jacob support us on Patreon.com and Patreon.com slash TFLcar. Mm -hmm. And... We have several comments and questions from at least four of you, from Don, Derek, Carl, and Michael. So, so stay tuned for that. All right. So it's been a while. So on our team, 
Alex and Case, they're both kind of turbo diesel guys. Yeah, they are. But they drive Cummins trucks. Yes, they do. Uh, actually, two generations of Cummins trucks. Yeah, um, they're easily about, what, 25 years apart. Yeah, so Case has a Generation 2, second gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 94, I believe, 1994. That sounds about right. And Alex actually stepped up to a newer truck, new one, 2022 right. uh, Cummins. But all of us have been talking about this. We really want to experience what I call the legends. Mm-hmm. You know, trucks that are about 20 or 30 years old, you know, there's a range there, but trucks that have those legendary reputations or maybe legendary good or maybe legendary bad reputations. Yeah, I get so, you. So kind of both. Mm-hmm. And this is our first kind of real hit at this with this OBS Ford. And I'm hoping that this is something we're going to continue in the future because let's face it, buying brand new trucks, we, we were going to still do that. But it's really expensive, and it's getting more expensive. So by getting these older trucks that I think some of you guys are interested in, I think that it'll help broaden our audience base, and at the same time, it's going to give us new topics to talk about. Absolutely. And uh, we want to experience them. And oh my. So this truck is 1997. It's mm-hmm. about 26 years old. Right. And, and I'm used to <laughs> I'm pretty spoiled. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, recently we test drove and um, tested and iked did a towing test with a 2023 Super Duty F350. Right. And there's so much development between this truck and the current one. Isn't it extraordinary how a few decades can completely change a vehicle? It's, it's unreal. There's also a huge difference in price, of course. Of course. Uh, but these OBS trucks are actually not cheap. If you think you can pick it up for a couple grand, no, 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 not no. Not for the diesels. No. Um, so we'll tell you how much we paid as mm-hmm. well. So... So where does this reputation come from, right? Okay. So um, from the mid-90s into about, what, 2002, 2003, Ford had this engine. Um, they called the Power Stroke. So that's kind of their first Power Stroke label, like marketing term, right. for their diesels. And they continued that marketing term to this day. And I think it's, I mean, it's a pretty clever way because I, th- I like when manufacturers name their engines, give them nicknames, mm-hmm. because you can kind of get accustomed to it and kind of go along with it. Yeah, and Ford fans, you know, it's easy to have power stroke, uh, you know, Tattoos. power and stroke on each side of your chest or, yeah, your knuckles or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you know, like Duramax? Well, yeah, Duramax. Yeah, Cummins is the name of the company. It's not really the name of the engine. Yeah, but if you say Cummins, everybody knows you're talking about a Ram. Totally. And so I, I wish GM does more of this, right? Because they have the Duramax diesels, mm-hmm. right? Even the smaller ones, like right. the 3-liter. And they recently announced the name for their turbocharged gas engine as Turbo Max. So, so Duramax like Max. and Turbo Max. Yeah. Um, I welcome that because some of their engines have no names. I mean, code names, you know, right. letters and digits, but that's not a name. That's that's just a just just a code. Now, what if General Motors brought back the term maxi cab, which I think used to exist years and years ago? So it'll be a turbo maxi maxi cab. <laughs> yes, that's, that's GM, a, go do it. That's a little, that's oh, a little too Chevy much. Chevy Love with a turbo max. I still think they should bring that name back, but they're never going to bring that name back. Why not? They're never going to bring that name back. Love. I think it was L U V. Right. Love. Yeah. Like a lovely utility vehicle. Yeah, they're never going to bring that name back. I wish they would, but they're never going to do it. All right. So this engine, the 7.3. So they had several diesels, turbo diesels before that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
the early 90s and the 80s were early days of pickup truck diesels. And they were very loud. Many of them, not just Fords, but many of them were really stinky, smoky, slow. They didn't have really good reputations. So this one, the 7.3 from mid-90s on, I think was one of the first engines to really break through and actually become great. I know a lot of people who specifically look for that engine, for that, you know, that those years, it was the golden standard of that time. And they swear by them. They say you can put a half a million miles on them without well, a problem and all this other stuff. Well, we know you can put a half a million miles on one because I interviewed a person who ex did exactly that. Did you see the way I tossed to you for that? Oh, uh, wow. Did you know we were going to talk about that? Yeah. Well, I okay. figured well, you'd yeah. mention it. Where, where is it? Let, let me okay, look well, it up. While you're looking for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there, there's an interesting thing about um, the older diesel engines in, in respect to how clean they are versus the modern ones. Modern diesel engines are remarkably clean, um, running low burning you know, low sulfur fuels and all that. They really do, you know, they're, they're remarkable. These older ones are not as clean, even if you put in the really low, you know, sulfur stuff, which I think may or may not be a good thing. Uh, let me know so, if I'm out there. So, yeah, I want to address that really quick, yeah. the fuel quality, because uh, recently, well, we know like the fuel pumps that have been failing, the CP4 pumps. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are saying that it's because of the lubrication within the fuel. Mm. So ultra low sulfur fuels, which are recent, I mean, over the last 10 years or so, yeah. right, um, don't have enough lub lubricity or lubrication where which the pump relies on right? right so there's a lot of questions around this questions about additives mm -hmm. stuff you add to your fuels or your oils uh this gentleman um that i interviewed in new mexico believes in um, additives so he's been using seafoam in his truck his truck has 513,000 miles is that the original engine yes wow and it's a 2000 so it's in the same era, uh -huh. uh, but it's a different body style. Right, it's that's that replaced the OBS. Yeah, different different body style. But he uh, was swearing that you know regular oil changes, driving the truck a lot, and fuel additives and oil additives helped him take the truck over half a million miles. That's amazing. Um, by the way, I really like that body style. When that came out, I was very happy. I thought yeah. it was a really well. Cool maybe movie. we should buy one of those like next year. Maybe. Like work through, you know, GM truck, maybe even a Dodge Ram. Well, yeah, and we've done a lot of Dodge Rams. Okay. How about uh, Toyota T100? Yeah, now you're talking my language. Are those lang uh, legends? Uh, sort of. Do you see what I'm saying? If you get the supercharged one, they are. That would be hard. Oh, supercharged Frontier. That's a legend, Ooh, isn't it? Oh yes, it is. They're they're really hard to find yeah. in shape. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go to that topic some so, other time. So actually, yeah. let let us know what other legendary trucks, and this could be a bad legend too. Yeah, or, or infamous, not just famous, but infamous. Yeah, maybe something that was just considered horrible by everybody. Yeah, you know, because we 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 won't uh, Hummer H two before. We won't many Land Rovers before. Yeah, yeah, we. <laughs> We, we've had a mixed bag of success, but we've been pretty lucky, knock on wood, so far. Yes. So we, keep going about uh, this guy, though. We, we have a wooden table. <laughs> for a good reason. Which is good. So, yeah. So he farted up. He took me for a drive in his uh, half a million mile power stroke 7.3. manual transmission? No, his was not. Mm. His was automatic. Okay. And I think, that, um, you know, I didn't get to every single detail, but I believe the transmission was also 
maybe rebuilt, but it's an original rebuilt transmission, gotcha. which is also pretty impressive. Yeah. Our truck has a manual. Yeah. Five speed. But it was our truck, the one we bought, was born with an automatic. No kidding. Yep. And was later converted to a manual. And it's also so That's a little unusual. Yeah. I've seen some people do you but, know that, but it's 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 not that common. So back in the day, and actually it was still true to like even recent years. Uh, manual transmissions were not as strong for towing, mm. right? You know, the clutches, you know, sometimes weren't as strong, sure. et cetera, et cetera. And usually when you bought like a Ram diesel uh, with a manual transmission, even like 2018 model, the tow ratings would be lower. Mm-hmm. The power ratings would be lower. Of course. Yeah. Right. Um, it was kind of similar back in the day too. The power ratings remained the same. So this engine back in 97 was rated at around 225 horsepower and 450 pound-feet of torque. Basically half to what how much Ford has now. Torque? Or less the, than half. How much torque does your little Chevy truck put, put out? Your tiny little 390. Okay. So, so this classic legendary diesel is close to where my little pickup is. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Just, wow. Torque numbers have gone through the roof, but part of it is in gearing. And, you know, part of it is also, you know, in terms of the heft of the vehicle and its frame and everything else. Mm -hmm. So from what I've been told, and I don't have a lot of experience with this particular OBS truck, but in general, these older vehicles were a little easier to handle in one respect, but they just simply weren't as refined as they are today, which makes total sense. Yeah. So so why do a manual swap? So I think a lot of people just, especially the ones... People who love the old body styles, mm-hmm. they want to roll their own because it's a driving experience. Yeah, right. Uh, for towing, it's so it's also pretty good because you can choose your own gear. Sure. So instead of the automatic trying to think for you, right, you can you, drop you it in the third gear to go over the pass. Or something yeah, like or that. fourth gear, whatever you want, right. So you can you can select that. And also, when I was accelerating, the sound of this engine is so loud. <laughs> I bet it's loud. Uh, this is an XLT, which was one of their highest trim levels right. of that year. And you know what's surprising? I didn't expect this. Hmm. The insulation in this cab is actually quite good. Really? So when you, it has power windows. Oh, yeah. Power locks, power windows. So when you roll up the windows, actually a lot of that diesel noise kind of goes away. Hmm. And that was quite remarkable. I did not expect that. Now, here's the question. This is a difficult one, I think, for you to answer. Now, with the automatic transmission, what was its tow rating? It was up to 12,500. Okay. Once again, it's a remarkable number if you think about what well, right now, tow now. Yeah, that's a half-ton number exactly. right now. And also like an F-250 of this year, 2023, with a diesel engine and their 10-speed automatics now. Mm-hmm. Not 4-speed, 10-speed. Uh, they have ratings between 20 and 22,000. So we're almost doubling the capacity. Yeah, it's nearly double. Yeah. But do you, what's the loss, do you think, with having a manual transmission in terms of towing? It's 1,500 pounds. I know all this because I've been doing so much research. That's why I so wanted it, to know. So, yeah, it, so it went from twelve five to 11,000. So you're losing like 10%, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's a bit of a drop. Which is considerable, but still usable. Now, back in the day, manual transmissions were considered the more efficient 
alternative to automatics, and that switched because automatics is so much more you know fuel efficient now and computer controlled, and there's more uh, you know gear options and everything else. But back then, I'm assuming that the manual transmissions were considered more efficient. I, w- I would agree, but I don't know if there is a way for me to verify that. Yeah, it's hard because this is not a half-ton truck. You have to actually. Right, so we don't have any ratings. These trucks were never rated for efficiency. And also, I mean, well, actually, if you own an OBS Ford F-250 with an automatic, uh, give us an email at ask at tfltruck.com. Please do. If we can get a little bit of research between the automatic and the manual and kind of go back and forth in terms of what your real-world experiences are, then at least we can put together a, a general idea of what these trucks were capable of doing, which will help us doing our videos in the future. Yeah, or maybe we can just, uh, even if you're den- in Denver-Boulder area, we can meet up and actually maybe drive around together and see what the experiences are. Yes, and please buy me coffee when you do. I like a tall with uh, extra... If, never, you, never if you were Mr. Truck... You would probably get raspberry syrup <laughs> and also vanilla. Do you do that? No, I don't do that. I can't believe he does that. I raspberry a, syrup. Can, can I go on a little tangent about Mr. Truck? Sure. Okay, I had a dream about him the other night. Wait, what? It was, I, I had a feverish dream about Mr. Truck the other night. Um, and I don't want to go into detail because some of it's a little, not, it's not appropriate. Um, but some of it had to do with him yelling at my dentist while I was having dental work done. I can't remember the whole dream, but I remember that, that I was in the office. I'm sure a lot of you guys have had nightmares about dentists before. Uh, this is one of my first. And there's Mr. Truck yelling at my dentist. Well, it's always good to have a friend protect you. <laughs> I don't know. Was he, he was, protecting you? I, have no, I don't remember the dream. But knowing how he can yell about certain ta- uh, issues, uh, especially spe- uh, specifications. He gets uh, animated sometimes. <laughs> he gets really animated. So imagine him getting animated in a dental office while you're under the drill. <laughs> Okay, I just, I wanted to put that out there for you guys. Swear to God this happened. I woke up, I was even kind of like feeling my teeth like, you know, and I I was tempted to send him a text like three o'clock in the morning saying, look, dude, uh, just by chance, do you have a cavity? So I didn't do that. Um, Anyway, so uh, let's continue. So, so yeah, so another trait, I talked about the cabin relatively quiet, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, the engine is not quiet. So what manufacturers have done over the years and decades since this uh, OBS truck, they worked on the diesel technologies to quiet those engines down. By a, a huge margin. Yeah by, yeah, by huge, vast margins. So if you're standing next to this engine, it's really hard to talk, converse with another person. Yeah, if you're going through a drive-thru to order something, you have to shut down. This truck... Is, is tuned. I, I, I forgot to mention oh, that. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. It's, it's modified and tuned. So we'll touch on this. Okay. Uh, but let's talk about sound first. Okay. Uh, obviously, this is pre-particulate filters. This is pre-def. Mm-hmm. It predates that by about a decade, right? So it's using heat, if nothing else, to sort of filter. Sure. Yeah. And it's turbocharged, yeah. of course. Um, so what the previous owner did, uh, they replaced the turbocharger. So somewhere along the way, the turbo will let go. Okay. On this truck, which is not a legendary trait of this engine because they're known to be quite good. Yeah. But they replaced it with a um, kind of equivalent turbocharger, not too much bigger, and an intercooler. They installed an intercooler in this truck, which should help a lot with power because when you're compressing air, obviously you're building a lot of heat. Right. And so they installed an intercooler. There's also a tuner where you can have multiple power levels. So basically, you can control how much fuel is delivered 
into the engine. And you can have like stock, you can have up to 25 plus horsepower, 40 plus, 60 and 80 plus. I would love to put this on a dyno and actually test if that actually works. Yeah. yeah. So as you're listening to this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, there's a video on TFL Trucks channel uh, of Roman and I drag racing this truck. So, you know, we, we couldn't wait. Yeah, of course. Right. Not. So we took it directly to our airstrip cool. and we put it uh, in several different modes. We actually tried two different modes, the basic one, stock one, mm -hmm. and the maximum 80 horsepower one. Well, you have to watch the video. Check out oldtfl.com. But uh, there was a difference. Okay, that's, that's what I wanted There's to know. There's another difference. Um, when you're adding power, you're adding smoke. Oh, I bet you're adding He was smoke. rolling a tiny bit of coal. Which is illegal in the state of Colorado. Oh, great. Yeah, so you guys can't do that on the highway. Right. Okay, another question. So I'm noticing, quite obviously, this has a lift kit. Yeah. And that changes the driving dynamics as well. So this guy added power to it, changed a few things around, but by adding larger tires and lifting it up and everything else, he's also slowed it a bit down. Yeah, it's not a terrible lift. No, so it actually terribly looks nice. big lip, yeah. lift. Um, so it's got 33s. Mm -hmm. So this, this, you know, the previous owner did not go nuts. You know, he could have put 35s or 37s. 40s. He could have stanced it, you know, with those big rims. Oh, God, you no. Know. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. These are BFG KO2s. Uh, just about the 33, mm -hmm. just a little bit lower than the 33. That's actually a really nice combo right there. Yeah, and he put like blacked out wheels on it, uh -huh. and of course it's got you know four wheel drive. I and think it four looks low. fantastic. And looks like a, a manual locking front hubs. Uh huh. Of course, yeah. So um, it has all that. We haven't off-roaded it yet. We will. Mm -hmm. It's um, extended cab, long bed. So we were really looking for a crew cab when we wanted to purchase one of these trucks. Right. But we heard and we consulted with many friends, uh, experts like Dan Atkinson, who is a Ford enthusiast. Oh, yeah, big time. And also a truck driver. Mm -hmm. um, I talked to my friend Destin, uh, Destin Rabin, because he has a lot of experience with Ford, especially of that era. And we all agreed. A crew cab, eight-foot bed, it's really hard to turn. It's like a battleship, basically. So yeah. it's not great for daily driving, and it's not also great for off-roading because you can't make those tight maneuvers. No, you lose all your maneuverability. So this truck is a little bit shorter because it does have an eight-foot bed, but it has a short cab. That's fine. Look, we got uh, Case and Alex. They're tiny. They can sit in the back seat. We'll just make sure they always sit in the back. Oh, yeah, and actually there's a three across in the front and three across in the back. So we can put six of us all, all in this truck. So, okay, I don't want to go in the back. Okay, you don't have okay, to. Thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Actually, you're also the one that sit in the middle of the front. No. Because there's a giant manual lever. Yeah, it's the last thing I want. Uh, between your between legs. Between my legs, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the engine is very loud. Yeah. Uh, it has whisper mode. Mm-hmm. You mentioned drive through Yes. So this tuner has a whisper mode, which basically all it does, it lowers the idle. Lowers the RPM. Uh, RPM from, I don't know, like 650 or 700 to like 500. So it goes to and actually it becomes quieter. It does. You could almost hear each other. You could almost hear each other uh, when you're standing next. Yeah, I, I don't know. Running that low RPM would scare me. Um, You know, think about all the buildup and some pressure issue. I, I don't. I, I, once again, this is one of those things where uh, I I turn it to you guys, the viewers, whether or not that that's a bad idea to drop. You know, what would normally rotate at 700 RPM down to 500 RPM. Yeah, let us know. But also, I was quite against any modifications. You know, we were looking at trucks. They're quite expensive. Mm. Uh, I guess it's about time we say how much we paid. Yes, please. $17,000. How many miles? Um, Here's the thing. It's relatively low mileage for the year. It's 153,000. Most of the trucks we saw were well over 200,000, well maybe 000. even over 250,000 miles. Right. We saw a couple of crew cab trucks. We saw a lot of body issues, you know, some rust, burned paint. This is Colorado. We have a lot of sun, right? Yeah, we do. And we also have a lot of roads that are very difficult on trucks. Yeah. Uh, so we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of body problems. We also saw a lot of long bed crew cabs, which were kind of undesirable for us because mm-hmm. we do want to off-road this truck. Right, right. Uh, and then this one came up. Almost immaculate body, zero rust. Uh, you know, really good interior. It's a kind of a higher-end trim. So we decided to go for it, even though it had some modifications underneath. Personally speaking, I don't think that's a terrible price. I'm sure there'll be two sides to this. Some of you guys will say, oh, that's an amazing deal. And other guys will oh, you guys got taken. It's not for me to say because this is Roman's deal. But I will say this, that uh, looking at it and just actually seeing the few pictures that I have seen of it, I have not driven this truck yet. Um, it looks like a pretty good deal considering the pickup truck market right now is painful. I mean, just all new and used. It's very expensive right now to buy any pickup truck. Absolutely. Yep. Especially a 4x4 with a big bed. I mean, this truck can still has a lot of life left in it. Right. I mean, if I were a contractor or working where I needed a working truck, this is ideal. So just let's keep going. So, right. So the engine technology improved greatly, not just in power and torque, but also the sound quality. Right. So what manufacturers have been doing, they've been doing multiple injections per cycle of the piston, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to quiet down and make that burn more efficient, more powerful, a little bit quieter. Less waste, too. Uh, less waste. Um, other technologies, you know, were well, improved. Def, I mean, think about it that way. The amount of vehicles that are using DEF and how... It's brought down the carbon footprint of trucks significantly. Yeah, so this truck is pre that, pre, mm. pre the, the different yeah. different era. 
Um, interior is quite comfortable. The seats are nice. Of course, it has, you know, <laughs> aftermarket radio. It has a subwoofer. Oh, oh you're going to be happy. <laughs> Drive Roman up the wall every time he oh, gets in there. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like bass. No, he doesn't like bass. No, not a lot. And this and is a lot of bass. And he doesn't like heavy metal or punk rock either. So oh, yes. We, we'll cycle through what we have. Yeah. So anyway, it has all those things. <laughs> and then we put a trailer behind it. So we do have a drag race, um, so you can check out that video. Okay. Uh, manual transmission, It's you have to respect it. And I mean, I've I've driven manual transmissions all my life. You have mm -hmm. to. Yes. Uh, but it's not like a car. You cannot yeah. really short shift this. Well, I would imagine first gear is a, a granny gear. Uh, also pretty granny. Yeah. Um, and then actually every gear is geared a little bit lowish. Mm. Um, this, this is a ZF transmission that Ford used, mm -hmm. uh, provided by ZF. And I believe it has a fifth gear overdrive, which is about 0.7 to 1. Okay. So it does have that kind of efficiency gear. But combined with the rear axle, which is a 410. Oh, it's and a 410, okay. Yeah, and the tires, it's actually kind of high RPM at highway speeds. I was going about 65 miles per hour on the highway, yeah. and I was turning in top gear, fifth, I was turning about 2,300 RPM, which is for a big diesel. That's a it's little, a little uh, high. high. It's on Just, a high side. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine two thousand or under would be a little bit more. Yeah, and modern trucks mm. always sit below two thousand. Yeah. on the highway. Yeah, they just kind of lung along, and you know. They're, so they're, this yeah. truck is not really like I wouldn't recommend this truck to drive from here to Texas, even though I would love that. But it's a little bit louder, and the RPMs are higher, and it's probably not as efficient, of course, because of that, right? Mm. Because it's kind of churning at higher RPMs. I would like to try. I mean, I, if we have the time. An efficiency run in that thing, just a just a dry one, if nothing else. Obviously, we're going to do other ones. I'm curious to what a truck like that does, completely unladen, just with two humans in it driving well, around a hundred miles. Well, here's away. the thing: a lot of you, our viewers and listeners, tell us, when I was a kid, you know, trucks were. I could get 25 miles per gallon. I could tow 20,000 pounds. Exactly the reason why up I a mountain yeah. in the snow. Yeah. Right. A lot of you guys have that story. Mm -hmm. So, is that true? Well, that's what we need to find out. I would say half of them are and half of them aren't. That, <laughs> that way I'm fair. Um, but, but the bottom line is that um, a truck like this is still very popular, and especially one that's in really good condition. So $17,000 for a truck like this, under 200,000 miles, that is tastefully modified, I would say. By the way, what type of suspensions in there do you do? You... Not a lot of suspension mod whatsoever. There's a block lift in the rear. And the front springs are a little bit odd. They're almost inverted. Really? <laughs> so, so whatever lift was done probably wasn't like super expensive at all. It was just kind of a basic thing that they did because it rides fairly rough. Uh, with the, so next thing is towing, mm -hmm. right? So we did um, started to um, push it a little bit and torture it. We've had a very warm summer. This is August now. Yeah. And it doesn't help that it... Well, it's an old truck, right? So right. We, we're gonna we're gonna push it. Yeah, you got AC running at the same time and stuff like that. Too. Uh, with some weight, the ride smooths out. Okay, so it's not terrible. Like I was expecting something awful, and this truck is not awful. I mean, yes, over some highway, you know, expansion joints, you, you could feel it's an older uh, heavy duty truck. Right. But with some weight, it kind of smooths out a little bit and becomes. Um, Almost modern, I would say, in its feel. Okay. How about the brakes? How are the brakes? Amazing. Really? Yes. 
It's got rear drums, which you would think would not be great. Yeah, uh, front discs. Uh, the brakes are very strong. And then you're, of course, using downshifts. Which right? really does help. That's like, one of the many reasons why I like a manual transmission. Yeah, and you feel involved when you drive this thing. Yeah. You know when I was accelerating up a mountain with a trailer and I you know, was pushing the RPMs past three? Yeah. I think its red line is around 3,500. Um, a little bit higher than that sometimes. Uh, I mean, there's a yellow zone and a red zone mm -hmm. on the RPM. But I could feel some hair grow on my chest. You know, just yeah. a little bit of hair. Yeah, backbone actually becomes thicker. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 I could feel things. that. Yes, I, I, manual shifting is so gratifying for some people. Yeah. Especially with that sound of that big diesel. Yeah. And also, yeah. when you're shifting, because it takes a little while because it's a kind of a long throw, yeah. you could hear the, the blow off oh, or yeah. the turbocharger coming down. Which is down. a really cool sound. I mean, you know, some people don't care about it, but I, I think it's cool. You could sound. hear the turbo working too. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. So it's amazing. But, and here's where I'm a bit disappointed. Mm. I was throwing 8,000 pounds and I could feel this weight. The truck was definitely slower. Uh, and when empty, sometimes I would start in second off a light. Right. You know, because the first is a granny gear. Sure. I really couldn't start in second with a trailer. Gotcha. Had to be in first, which is okay. I, I'm, that's not a big deal. But even going through town, leaving Boulder, going towards Golden, for example, towards Denver, I could feel laden. I could feel that this truck is towing something, and it was 8,000 pounds. I'm spoiled, once again. Mm -hmm. If I put 8,000 pounds off behind a modern truck, even a half-ton, I don't feel laden. I, you know, those trucks even are so powerful. Even your little truck going at 7,000 pounds, which is only Feels 000. okay. Right, exactly, exactly. Remember our Ranger? Yes. That, little, that was a little beast. That thing could tow. Yeah. And, yeah. and that turbocharged little four-banger gas engine absolutely would, an would tow, and it wouldn't mind it, and the suspension was good. Yeah, and even that little frame was pretty stout. Now, um, you know, we've, gone, we've talked a lot about this truck, and I'm noticing that in this photo you're towing a Jeep. Mm -hmm. And I know that later on we're going to be talking about the Jeep Gladiator. Yes. Should we uh, do it now? I think we may want to do that, and then when we wrap, maybe we'll talk about the, the what we're going to be doing with this truck in the future. Yeah, so let's hit some news and also some questions and comments from Patreon. Yep. So first news you wanted to hit was, well, I have a piece of news about Gladiator, and I think you do too. Uh, my piece of news is that um, Jeep recently lowered, dropped the price. Yes. On the Gladiator. Across the board, right? Yes. Um, they're calling it employee pricing for all, mm -hmm. which is good. I mean, I think they've done that before. They have done that before, yeah. yes. And this is this is a clear sign that we're starting to sort of shift back to normal because now inventory is starting to build up with various trucks. Not all of them. Uh, Ford Mavericks, for an example, good luck getting one of those. But a lot of trucks out there are starting to fill up on the dealership lots. They're noticing this, and as such, prices are now finally coming down. Yeah, so the the prices were lowered between $2,400 for the base models like the Gladiator Sport Yeah. to even big drops like almost $5,500 for the top of the line high altitude edition of the Gladiator. And in between, you know, between three and $4,000. That's a good chunk of cash, actually. It is, but if you look at it this way, before the pandemic, 
that's about where the prices were, just a hair under that, actually. Yeah, they were under yeah, that. Yeah, uh, so they're only now coming back to the pre-pandemic pricing, sort of, kind of. And they're not even there yet. Well, but there's also inflation, right? Yeah, we've there has been. Yes. We've experienced quite a bit of inflation. So if you take inflation into account, yeah. and then the price spikes that everybody went through, I think we're going closer to where we were. Yeah. But I have a question for you, Nathan. Yes. When will Jeep get a plug-in hybrid gladiator? Never. I mean, soon. Sorry. Soon. Plug-in hybrid. PHEV. So a 4 by e version of the Jeep Gladiator. We yeah. reported on this almost three years ago. The well, initial... Yes. Because Jeep announced, they said they wanted every vehicle that they sell to be hybridized. Electrified. Or electrified exactly. in some way. In some way. Precisely. And so we had talked to Jeep people, and they all assured us, of course, of course, yes, we, you know, we're working on it, and it's still not here. Now, I recently did an article on it. I mean, like last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did a little bit of research, and there's a couple things that some of you guys who have been writing in have asked about. Why don't they just take the powertrain out of the 4xe Wrangler and simply put it into the Gladiator? Because if you look at it as a half-ton truck, the torque and horsepower numbers with that 4xe setup is actually competitive with other half or uh, mid-sized trucks. Oh, it's it more than competitive. It's more it's, than competitive. It's insane. However... There's a couple things you guys need to take into account. Now, first of all, the Gladiator is a lot heavier, at least 500 pounds heavier than the uh, Wrangler Unlimited. In addition, you're adding a battery that weighs, I think, 250 or 280 pounds, and you're adding all of this into a vehicle that's expected to tow over 7,000 pounds and haul about 1,500 pounds or more. Those are things that I don't think it was a design to do as a system that's inside the Wrangler. So they need to develop something that works right out of the box and is immediately competitive, or else you guys will be really upset. Imagine if it can only tow 5,000 pounds. Imagine if it can only hold 1,000 pounds because of all this extra weight from the hybrid system. And remember, it's not just the battery. You have an electric motor in there and a lot of other components that are required to make this thing work like a hybrid. And Jeep's hybrid system has, is a proven entity now. Mm -hmm. I think we can agree on that. Um, the 4xE system has proven to be relatively reliable, and it works. But will it work in the Gladiator the same way that 2-liter, 4-cylinder turbocharged engine works in the Wrangler? Mm. I think that that's the reason why everything's been held up. I would agree. And I think the battery, it could be even heavier than you estimated, because if it's, what, 15 kilowatt hours? I mean, this could be a really chunky battery. It's, well, uh, I looked it up, it, it, and now that I recall, it's 280, I believe, is okay. the weight. But still, I mean, that's... Still, that's a lot of weight. That's even heavier than Additional me. weight. Yes. And that, that is, you know, the, your typical American extra passenger. <laughs> um, or one of us. Well, me, me plus Alex, I guess. Um, there you go. So, but the, the point is, is that all that extra weight. Now remember, you got to put that somewhere and it would, it would live underneath the rear passenger seat, which means you also are losing some utility. But here's the other problem. The balance of the vehicle may be thrown off and also it's all that extra weight on that frame and everything else, all of that stuff really does take away from payload. So I'm pretty sure that they're trying to find a way to mitigate that. So yeah, so remember, we've had this topic on this podcast, you know, for years, yeah. right? This podcast is, what, three years old now? Mm -hmm. yeah. A little bit more? Just about. Um, because, you know, you and I have argued about this, and I go back and forth. First, I say no plug-in hybrid for truck for the reasons you just explained, because extra weight, extra complexity. Oh, extra price, too. Uh, extra price. You forgot to mention and, that. And, and then I swing back 
to the other direction and say, no, I do want a plug-in hybrid truck because I can run maybe some accessories off of it. I can power my, uh, uh, I don't know, my, my microwave. I can weld off of it maybe. Yes. And so I swing back and forth. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, I, I know. You're a swinger. And we all know <laughs> that now, ladies and gentlemen, Andre the swinger. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, but here's, here's my point of view on this. Um, I did some research. And if you look at the particulates that are produced, and this is important because a lot of you guys are not for electric vehicles. Fine. I think that a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, is a really good way to get a little bit of both worlds and not have a complete sacrifice. Unfortunately, the extra price, there's nothing we can do about that. However, the amount of particulates that a Jeep Wrangler 4xe produces versus the regular Pentastar V6 is pretty much half. So hopefully, certain states are going to get the clue and create some sort of loophole where we can still drive these plug-in hybrids for many, 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 many years. And if that's the case, then perhaps we can start seeing more pickup trucks having a plug-in hybrid system, which I think would mitigate some of this. Now, I'm not going to get political with this, but I'm just simply saying in terms of technical aspects, we've proven, we've seen that hybrid systems are pretty damn reliable nowadays. They're lasting, you know, look at Toyotas. There's million-mile Toyota Priuses on the road. There are several examples of plug-in hybrids that have already proven to be pretty reliable. So yeah. with that in mind, the idea of more complexity, yes, it does exist. But the other side of it is, imagine being able to still have a vehicle that has a gas engine that you guys want, and at the same time, you can go electric or you can use the hybrid system to get really good economy. I would love that. And so... That, I think, is the direction we're going to start seeing people move into. It's just a question of who's going to pull the trigger first on a, on a plug-in hybrid truck. I think Jeep has an opportunity. They have, it. They they have, have an opportunity. The, and they can say that. They can wear that as a badge of honor. Hey, we're first. I think Ford's close. I think Ford's really close Ford's to Ford's close. In. I think Toyota may be close because yes. Toyota knows how to do this also. Yes, they do. Yeah. They actually have that. And you, it's interesting. You know who the dark horse is right now? Don't say Honda Ridgeline. No. No, I'm not, because actually Honda doesn't do too many plug-in hybrids. As far as uh, I know, uh, in the United States, I don't think they do any. Okay, who's the dark horse? Nissan. What? Yes, and hear me out. Nissan does have plug-in hybrid technology that exists with other vehicles overseas. And they know for a fact that they're Titan, even though it's, it's had a reprieve at least this year. 2024 Titan I know, who knew? pricing is here. It's, it's, I'm thrilled for them. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, they're in desperate straits right now, and let's face it, their frontier sales are eh, they're okay, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yes, they're still. I mean, they had a strong start. Right. You they know, did. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Frontier with, with the launch. New, new one. Yeah. And it's cooling off a little bit, but I don't know if it's because of Nissan's fault. It's because of all the added pressures. I think it's all the added pressures. Yeah. You got a new Toyota. You've got a new Ford. You got a new Chevy. You got a yeah, new. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. All this new competition is definitely pulling away from them. So I think that Nissan could, in theory, produce a plug-in hybrid option for their truck. And they would absolutely kick ass if they did that because nobody else is doing it. But, you know, granted they have the tech, whether or not they have the finances to do that's another question. Once again, they could have that badge of honor if they say we're first. It's, it's, it's a big thing. Take that. Yeah. And, and that actually could help with certain other things in terms of legislation and all that. But anyway, that doesn't all right. matter. So Let's talk about the we Nissan. were, I think you and I were like on pins and needles because we thought the Titan might be killed. Yeah. 
but they Nissan has just announced 2024 Nissan Titan pricing. Yeah. It's not really good news. No, it's because not. Because have they have increased the price. It's almost as if they don't want you to buy the oh. truck. Please. You know what I mean? It's like, no. no, no, we're bringing it back, but we don't want you to buy it. No, but here's the thing. We recently got an email, uh, like two days ago, I got an email from one of our viewers who yeah. said, I just bought a 2023 Titan, and I love it. It was way less expensive than a comparable Ford or Chevrolet yes. or Ram. Yes. And he loved it. Yeah. And I have a cousin who bought a 2021 Nissan Titan. And he is in love with the truck. He got it, the, the, the Pro 4X, with all the goodies. And it is his dream truck. He's already lifted the front end a little bit and everything else. Bam. To, to, yeah, to because he listened one. to our podcast. Because he listened to our, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and he loves it. And he got it for 3000 under MSRP at a time when everybody else was spiking prices. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, starting price on the 2024 Titan is 47,666. That is no bueno. And that's for the SV. Yes. No, that's the S. They have dropped the S trim. So that's why the that's price goes why, up. So, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, so the base, you know what? I think that maybe the, they're not selling as many S's or base trims. I mean, that's one explanation that yeah. we could come up with this. Yeah. Uh, and, but, and if they're going with the SV as the, the base model, then 47 is still too much, but it's not well, But as you have additional equipment. Yes, so, you do. So the, the one thing is they have a V8 engine standard. Right. So there's no V6s or no No, no nothing like that. Nine-speed also a standard. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of good about the Titan still, but I'm not excited by this price increase. No, I don't think that this uh, is the right time to do that, personally. But ouch. Uh, the V8 is still there. The 5.6 Endurance is still a massive Absolutely engine. Absolutely love this engine. Love so, it, love it, love it. Well, there you have it. Uh, it survives. It lives on. It increases in price. What will happen after it? I have no idea because this is not really great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, will they give the, it a new facelift maybe and try to keep it going for a few more years? Will, will it, it be a hybrid? Man, that would not decrease the price. No, it certainly wouldn't. And okay. that's the other thing, you know, going quickly back to the hybrid thing. No matter what happens when you do a plug-in hybrid or even a regular hybrid, it increases the price. The only company that seems to have found the magic sauce there is Toyota. I mean, look what they just uh, just did. Land Cruiser the... Hybrid? Holy cow. Yes. Holy cow. By the uh, way, Tommy did an amazing job with Cole. He did a fantastic yes. job. You got to see have, these We videos. have a lot of coverage of the new Land Yeah, Cruiser. we covered the hell out of it. Yeah. And um, if you didn't know, new Land Cruiser... Mid $50,000 range. Hybrid. Yeah. Standard hybrid. The new, new Tacoma hybrid. Yeah. Oh, and by the Available. way. Available. Better performance, I believe, than the outgoing uh, Land Cruiser. New Sequoia, all hybrid. Yep. New Tundra, hybrid uh, optional. Yep. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, they're, just, they're hybriding the crap out of everything. So they're finding a way to, through production to make reasonable priced vehicles that have hybrid powertrains. But not plug-in hybrids yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to address a couple of questions yes, so, yes, uh, or comments. First is from Carl Fisher. Carl says, uh, this is going back to the Power Stroke 7.3. Okay. Uh, Ford has an amazing Power Stroke. Yes, we just discussed it from 1994 to about 2003. 7.3 Power Stroke. Why did they turn it into a gas engine? <laughs> That's Carl's question. Uh, they, uh, because the 7.3 gas, Godzilla. 
Yeah. They did not it's, turn it into a gas engine. It's just the same displacement. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. Yeah. Going. And actually, we have a really good video. I spoke to an engine designer from Ford about the Godzilla 7.3. Mm-hmm. So you could look it up, a TFL truck. Uh, basically, the displacement works out to be good for moving air. So, and this is science probably beyond my understanding, right? But air fuel mixture is critical, right? Yes. Especially for the most power and the most efficiency you can get out of this engine. So 7.3 liters of displacement of those pistons is was ideal. So that's maybe where the magic number comes from. But other components of the engine are different, right? Uh, oh, I don't. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that any of them share the same block. Well, but. But they're probably learning from their history, right? Right, right. And even though the new diesels are now 6.7 liter, uh, I'm sorry, 6.7 liter, yeah, I said that. Uh, Their power strokes are different displacement now, but they have all the learnings from before. Exactly. All of the science, all of the uh, information, the telemetry, everything else that comes from, you know, the amount of air produced, the amount of spark, everything else that's needed to make these things work efficiently, they understand that X amount of size in terms of a liter, the way the piston's going up and down in that big tube, all of that, they have numbers for that, and so they can break it down mathematically in Mm -hmm. terms of making the most efficient engine and, and, and adding, you know, making sure that you have enough power. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, the displacement's the same, but I don't think they share any components. Uh, I think they're completely different engines. And that goes for a lot of other... There are plenty of other engines out there that have the same displacement that are diesels and gas engines, right? Well, for example, a lot of German vehicles have either two-liter four-cylinders or three-liter six-cylinders, right. right? Yep. And three-liters for a six-cylinder seems to be the magic number. Yep. You know, that GM BM, has one. BMW. BMW has one. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Stellantis Ram... Has yeah. a hurricane three liter, which I still have yet to touch. And I uh, same here, and Ram. Ram, Ram, or I mean Jeep, I mean Grand Wagoneer. Guys, you know what, what? we're talking about. Uh, we want to see the new engine, Come even on. though even though it's not a V eight. I know that. I know, but we want to tow with it, and we promise yes. we'll be nice. Okay, uh, Michael Tinney has a question. Uh, Michael Tinney has seen us use an app on my phone. Um, for measuring, you know, the altitude and our speed. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Altimeter GPS. It's an app I loaded up like eight or nine years ago, and I still have the same app. Exactly. That's how advanced I am. Yeah, well, it, but, but if but it, it works. works. So yeah. it does a couple of things for us. First of all, we're in Colorado, so we want to measure different elevations uh-huh. uh, because we want to know our MPG loops or our, our gauntlet runs right. up and down mountains. We want to know exactly where we are. Also, speed. It has a GPS confirmed speed, which may not be super exact, but I want to compare that number to the speedometer. And, be- and you'd because be there's variances. Sometimes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And Plus, we have some modified trucks once in a while. Like, and like those, a, this one we just bought. Yeah, and the bigger tires have different rotations, right? Different speeds. So the speedometer most likely will not jive with what we've been doing. We actually recently experienced this with a project uh, vehicle that you're going to be seeing in the near future on, uh, is it TFL off-road that's going on? Which one? With our special off-roady thingy that we did. Oh, the the older vehicles off-roady yeah. thingy? That's actually on TFL car. Oh, it's going to be on car? Yeah. No kidding. Because it has to do with Jeep. We have been permitted on car. Ooh, we're celebrities. Yes, we, prom- we got there. By the way, that app you have, seven years old? Yeah. Um, Altimeter I- GPS. Altimeter GPS. There you go. And they did not pay us to say that. No, no. Actually, there's no relation between Altimeter GPS and us, mm-hmm. other than that, that I downloaded that app. <laughs> there you go. Um, Derek Netzel has a... 
That looks like a pretty long Sto- question. Story. Okay. So he bought a Ford Maverick 10 months ago. And it had problems. He put it to the dealer. This is in Denver area. And there was a part shortage. They couldn't fix it. They couldn't satisfy him with a rental car in a timely manner. So Derek, he's a supporter on Patreon. Mm-hmm. He's had a really awful time with this one. Did he say if his truck was the hybrid or the turbo in that? He did not say. So Derek, send us an update to that and let us know what the problem was. Um, I've heard two different things, um, both about the turbo and the hybrid. I've heard that there's been some electrical issues with some hybrids. This is just coming in from some people who have texted me this information. And then I've also heard that the two liter turbo, that there's been some issues in terms of um, some detonation problem or something like that. I don't know if these things are true. Let me know if you guys are, uh, you have these vehicles and if you've experienced any of that. But I do know this, um, Mavericks are, absolutely stacked up in terms of orders. Good luck anyone within a year. And yeah, because of that, parts and everything else are really hard to come by. So you guys are going to probably have a hard time with certain components. Fortunately, they do share components with the Ford Escape. So hopefully those components maybe could be shared in some cases. Hopefully. Um, I, I, I wish you guys luck. Hey, you know, um, if you're dissatisfied, uh, Santa so- Cruz isn't that horrible. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you're not, you haven't had the best experience with your trailer wiring. No, that's the only problem. problem. Yeah, it's been only. Because it was also delayed, right? Right. That's, I, they said at least six months and that was four months ago. So, Derek, first of all, you're not alone. No, you're not. Uh, I don't know from your comment here whether your truck is applicable for Lemon Law. I mean, it could be if it was really at the dealership for that long. It, there's, um, there's actually, you can go online. I've actually looked this up before. It's really easy to find. Go to um, Colorado Lemon Law. It's a statewide, not a citywide thing with uh, Lemon Law. As long as this vehicle is bought new. If it's a used car, there is no used car Lemon um, Law in the state of Colorado. Only California and a couple other states as far as I know. And then and then Derek also wants to tow 3,000-pound trailer, and he's also considering a used Nissan well, Frontier. Well, that he can't. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So maybe he's not he was not a hybrid if he's towing three thousand. Exactly, because he could only get two thousand with the hybrid. Yes, uh, but Nissan Frontier, especially if you can find one a year or two old, maybe a King Cab. If you're you know if you don't have a lot of people to carry, if you get the one that's two years old, it's still the old body style, but it has the new three point eight liter yes. engine and transmission and nine speed transmission, and they're hard to find. But I think they'd be a lot less expensive, and it's sort of like getting. Getting everything that you want, right? Because you, you, the same platform basically is the new one. It's just the cab isn't quite as nice, you know, and the, the body is not as cool as the new one, I, I would say. But if you want something that can tow and still has that modern uh, engine transmission combo, I think they were 2022s or 2021s. Those are 21s. No, 21s. And then 22 model year, the new body style That's came. That's when the new body style yeah. came, yeah. So that's the delineation. So yeah, if you, like I said, if you need the small cab, they have king cab versions mm-hmm. of those. Yeah. They're a little bit less expensive. Yeah. Or you can even get, you know, a king cab Pro 4X. If you can go off-road with it too. Good point. And then in addition, I should mention this, that the old 4 liter, which was really strong, really good engine, um, solid, solid. Nothing wrong with it. With only the exception, it wasn't as efficient as the new one. Oh, yeah. yeah. The efficiency wasn't great. But still, very good engine as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, finally, we have a um, question from Don Megahan. 
So Don says that he's heard that Ford is announcing transition to the new infotainment system based on Android. And um, several vehicles will be following in that direction. And he wants to order a Bronco. And he's wondering what, like, Sync, you know, currently it's Sync 4, yeah. right? Um, he's wondering, you know, whether to get it now or later. Don, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of information about this. But I would say, you know, Sync 4 is actually not bad. No, it's so much better than it, the, what it, than it was in the past. Right. Uh, old, especially the second generation. Original Syncs? Actually, technically speaking, the original sync is on my daughter's 2011 uh, Ford. No way. Uh, yeah, Escape. So, it, which is not a screen-based system at all. It's just it's run by. It says in, on there. It says sync by Microsoft. <laughs> exactly. Which those Does things have, are kind of like. <laughs> Doesn't have a dot matrix like display or something. It's 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 basically just for infotainment and, and hooking up your phone and some so, stuff like that. So sorry, Don. I don't have a lot of update on this right now. Neither do I. But but I think um, Sync Four is really good though. And they also have the 4A system that they use on some of the electrified vehicles, like the Mach-E right. and the Lightning I system. Th I thought it was fine. Yeah, actually, our Lightning, we own the F-150 Lightning. That sync system, and actually the entire truck was flawless. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm not talking about you know driving range. I'm just talking about the user experience. Yeah, I don't um, recall that screen ever glitching. I don't recall the ever being a shutdown. No. And frankly speaking, I like it a little bit better than the, the one that's in the Tundra. I would agree. I think Tundra... The screen and the controls are okay, but the content itself is content. lacking. And I don't like the idea of subscriptions. I hate yeah. the idea of subscriptions. So there you go. So we covered most of that. So let's fin finishing yeah, up. Finish up with what we're going to be doing with this truck. And yeah. So we have else. a towing test. Definitely mountain towing test. Um, I, I really want to push it in the mountains, I-70, all that stuff. Like I said, I was a little disappointed that this trailer, 8,000-pound trailer that we're pulling with it, actually tax the truck. I'm like disappointed, you could feel it. But, you could but, feel it. You know, I'm actually a little happy. You know why? Why? Because we, we finally have something at the edge of an envelope. We know, I mean, so many of the trucks that we've tested are beyond... Are going capable. at the speed limit without breaking a sweat. Without even breaking a sweat. This is going back to a time where you had to challenge the truck in order to tow... And also challenge yourself. Well, exactly. Yeah. So the driver's being taxed, the truck's being taxed. And nowadays... Any schmo can tow a ridiculous amount of weight up and down a hill, and as long as everything's calibrated correctly, you're not going to notice it. But in this case, you're really going to notice it, and I think that that in itself is going to make for good video. I think you came up with a new slogan, mm. any schmo can tow. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, yet another <laughs> slogan from Nathan. Any schmo can uh, tow. Wow. Wow, I didn't even think about Maybe that. Maybe I'm out of a job now because any schmo can tow. Okay. Come on, no. I wasn't trying to put you down. No, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you didn't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so lots of goodness is, is coming. Uh, I'm actually going to meet David, our, our buddy David, at his ranch with this truck because I want to I want to get David's opinion on this as well. He's not a big Ford guy. No, he has a sea full of GM trucks, and, and some of them are powered by Cummins. I, yeah, he, he's got <laughs> he's got a couple Rams kicking around. Yeah, too, yeah, he does. But he's he's really not a big Ford guy. And although. I'm gonna, I'm going to bring a Ford into his lair. That's what I'm curious. I hope he doesn't stick a yak on you. Uh -huh. um, he, although, I will say this. We have we've brought over some Ford products before to him, and he's been pretty impressed with them. He he's actually, op he's uh, open. I think he's more open he's than he He's open-minded. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've Definitely. helped expand his mind. Actually, he enjoyed driving a Lightning. That's ex He and drove he did, the hell out of it, too. Yeah, he drove it off-road from Seattle to Denver. 
I mean, not the entire way, but a lot of it off road. Yeah, he and he he was really comfortable in it, and he really, other than the range, he was thrilled with it. So I am going to bring a Ford into his lair. Okay, it's going to be interesting. Well, there you have it. So we'll have a lot more coming with the OBS Ford. Uh, let us know what you want to see with this truck. Help us name it. Yes. We need a name still. Uh, it's a white uh, extended cab, long bed, 4x4 OBS Ford. Help us name it. Um, I don't have any options right now. I have some names, but they're really inappropriate. Um, so we'll, we'll cover that some other time. Uh, one, well, somebody on the YouTube said uh, Gr Grandpa D, like Grandpa Diesel, like Granddaddy. Yeah, but every time we call it that, Roman's going to think we're talking about him. Oh, oh too soon. <laughs> He's not a grandpa yet. Not yet. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining see us. See you, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, a lot more news coming next week. Oh, tons of news. Stay yeah. tuned for that. Thank you.